you can download it. It's like an hour of like I don't know, like thunderstorm rain or something. You can have it on a loop so it just keeps playing. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like it, <laughs> it doesn't work as well if every like I don't know twenty minutes you're getting Colgate toothpaste. Well, this is the thing. Oh. This is why I started paying for YouTube Premium because I, as you know, I suffer from insomnia regularly. And one of yep. the ways I used to get around that was I used to listen to ASMR in bed. And there's nothing worse than listening to ASMR and it's just all the nice little scraping sounds like that. And you're dozing off and the next thing you know, you just get, up and zones! And you're like, fuck! <laughs> everybody welcome to episode five of cheat codes art cheating your friendly neighborhood variety streamer podcast where we bring you all the gaming news and chat a lot of shit along the way through the adhd adult minds of our viewers and our guests today joining me is my lovely 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 sister i only say that so many times because my birthday is coming up um <laughs> sarah welcome in Hi. now some of you will recognize sarah's face she was on a stream a long time ago, back when we were first starting out, uh, we were playing Lego Harry Potter. And it was chaos. It was just you doing stuff and me going, what's that for? What does this do? What does that do? Talking cameras, microphones. Yeah. Computer go brr. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, like anyone who's in my chats will obviously recognize her from there as well. Sarah Day XOX, I believe it is, isn't it? She was an it, it is. Some, I, knew it was, I knew it was in that ballpark. So people will recognize her. So today she's joining me. We have no player three. So this lovely box between us is empty. Just like about the me. box that that billionaire submarine owner is going to have put in the ground for him. Because <laughs> they never recovered his body. Yes, I'm starting early. <laughs> Get I the awkwardness out of the way now. And become a piece of shit now, and then everything I say later doesn't sound so bad. I had to scour him off the inside of the boat submarine thing. I say it'd be a fucking brilliant ShamWow commercial, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know <Sam> them. <laughs> you know them spinning mops you can get for the pedal bucket. The new advert for them. Even Watch if it's a quickie, <laughs> wrap that sticky. Um, we clean this billionaire stepdad off the side of his wall. <laughs> oh no, step submarine, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that is your mean to go on, I guess. So we've got we've got a few things on the. We might as well go topical with what we're talking about. I wonder what we're going to talk about today. So we'll 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 we'll, we'll start with what we're already talking about. So <laughs> in the wick. Oh, God, I'm a piece of shit. Uh, in the wake of the uh, Titanic submarine tragedy disaster, I won't really call it a disaster because I feel like you've got to have like a ballpark figure of more than six, like 16 people dying for it to be a disaster. Well, I feel like a disaster sounds like it was a surprise what happened. I mean, oh, my God, this is a disaster. We never thought this would happen. I mean, it was a surprise for them. Someone, someone synced the Xbox controller up to a different console halfway through. They want their fault. Um, I'm playing Minecraft. <laughs> they knew they were doing halfway through. They just said, do, 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 do. Tom Nook killed him. Uh, 
didn't pay the mortgage off on time. <laughs> you cut off for a little bit then when you were in that connection. I thought for a second you were going to say Piers Morgan did it. <laughs> and they're like, they God's sake, Piers. Strikes again. starting conspiracies out of nothing. So Piers Morgan and Katie Hopkins, they did it. I had Queen Elizabeth was on that submarine. Uh, she's not dead, she's a lizard. <laughs> it was in an M Queen, a lizard. But the lizard's called Beth. It's a, it's Queen Elizabeth. I'm Beth. I'm a lizard. That my fault. I've got a heavy flow and an onset vagina. That Why it's a vagina? Onset. <laughs> because onset lizards vagina. have cloacas, I think. There's what this. genitals does a lizard have? Have you ever seen a gecko with a massive cock and balls? Yeah, really but <laughs> yeah, but then I got banned from the mascot convention. I'm got, we're off on a tangent. We've not even got to the first article and we've already gone off on a tangent and dug our way to hell. So, <laughs> due, due, due to recent events with the whole Titan submarine that's touring the Titanic, I'm sure everyone's heard about it by now. For anyone that doesn't, it was a, a load of billionaire douchebags on a submarine touring the Titanic. And for some reason, this million-pound submarine used a cheap 20-pound Logitech controller to steer it and the, con- the submarine blew up. Who saw that coming? It was a submarine with glass designed for 1,300 feet and they went to 4,000. They're like basically just scrunching up a crisp bucket. Yeah. That is what happened. It's like travelling from England to America on a pedalo. You just won't fucking do it. But... Freddie Flintoff yeah. tried it once. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Flintoff sabotaged... I don't, I don't actually know where he was going. But... Freddie Flintoff sabotaged the submarine. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant, meters, yeah. 1,300 went 4,000, but I got the numbers right. That's impressive enough. But yeah, so in the wake of that, uh, there has been some good news for a developer who the developer is like, it feels so wrong. This is so bad. It's pretty horrific. But let's face it, this developer's like, fucking yeah, moolah. But it's (laughs) the developer of a game called Iron Long, which for anyone who doesn't know what Iron Long is, it's a horror survival game where you are in a tiny submarine that's like, couple square feet is really small you can't look out the windows you have to like take pictures on the external camera then look at the pictures and the shit in the water i'm really sorry i just need to cough <laughs> my throat's, throat's so dry this time um uh, right we were talking about me shitting myself on a stream yesterday it's a good time and everyone just got really hooked on the fact that I remembered that during all of this, it was Emmerdale that was on the television. I was like, I remembered it because I shit myself and my shit still wasn't the biggest shit in the room. What was on the TV was. Uh, but yeah, so Iron Lung sales have gone up immensely and the devs are a bit like, oh no, this is kind of bad. And I think this is pretty two-faced. No one really gives a fuck about this millionaire. It's awful, but no one does. Um... So let's see. They've got a graph somewhere. Is it going to give me the graph on the article? It's probably not. Has that got better? Oh, it's not the full graph. That's why. The graph has got... Oh, my f***ing Jesus. Not Twitter. So Elon the, Musk is so going to find us. This, this, I, think, I think this is in the millions, the rate, but it's gone from <laughs> topping out at... Just over 10 million. We'll say, like, at this minute in time before the disaster, you were looking at probably 300,000 pl- uh, 300, units being sold, like, within 
2019 to 2020. It's now up to about 35 million sales recently. Is it really? Yeah, it's gone up a lot. That's kind of bad. People are terrible. But at the same, we can't talk. Well the, well, the thing is, I was scrolling through TikTok yesterday, 90% of the stuff I saw was people modding the Titan submarine into GTA and going on an adventure. <laughs> God, Say, 100 subs and I'll blow it up. It was stuff like that. It's so bad. But at the same time, I kind of sat there and thought, why do I want to watch it? Like, what's your opinions on it? Do you think that the internet response to it is a bit mean or are you as fucked up in the head as me? Do you find this kind of funny? I do find it kind of funny, but I mean, there was one death about, that came out of it that made me sad, but I think the rest of it, it was just goes to show what happens when you've got more money than sen. Yeah, I'm assuming the one that you're on about, the one that you're saying makes you sad is that kid who only went because he didn't want to disappoint his dad. Yeah, yeah, because oh, yeah, it's Father's Day. That's it's the only one I'm yeah. sad about. That that shit. That, that I do feel sorry for hit for the kid for that, but but everyone else, it was just a case of, oh, I got loads of money. Let's go on this thing that doesn't even look sick. Did you see it? The photos of it. Oh, it, it looked terrible. Look it's a lot of people who have more money than sense. Who thought, eh, fuck it, how hard can it be to build a submarine? I changed the I tire on a bike once. It just don't make any sense. There's, have you seen like the stuff coming out of it though? So apparently, someone from I think it's the Discovery Channel was paid two hundred and fifty thousand to go on it, to, like to film and stuff, make stuff. And he said no because it didn't look safe. My favorite thing is what I mentioned to you earlier. Was um, I read something that said apparently of all the people. Ross Kemp was supposed to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> Why Ross I Kemp? Know, I don't know the ins and outs of this. I reckon. I reckon. Ross Kemp in world's most dangerous submarines. <laughs> yeah. Not that <on> Ramsey. <laughs> He's so angry normally. I think the cocaine would have mellowed him out. I think it would have, like, yeah. <laughs> He's naturally angry. I think it would have just started him out. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you watch him when he does the, um, apparently, our silence. Yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. I'm, I'm back now. Should be back now. All the time. He did this yesterday. I don't know if I've accidentally hotkeyed something to mute. You just, like, keyboard cat, just smacking it like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually know how computers work. This is a thing. <laughs> I just it, computer go burr. I'm basically you. <laughs> so, Everybody knows no computers are powered by magic. Yeah, that's why they have all the fancy fucking lights, you know. <laughs> How else do you think my keyboard and my MacBook lights up, Sean? It's a fairy that lives in there. Oh. <laughs> what were we talking? Oh yeah, Ross Kemp and Gordon Ramsay. Ross yeah. Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So is, yeah, no, when, he's do, when he does, like, the kids' MasterChef stuff, Gordon Ramsay's actually lovely. Oh, he's so sweet. Joe Bastianich, though, he's just a prick with everyone, and I love it so name, much. his last name, I love him so much, though. He's so mean. Like, I love when he just looks at a plate, looks at someone like Mr. Sassy Pants Infantry, and then throws the whole plate in the bin without even testing it and walks away, and I'm like, my guy. It must be a testament to our parents where... Watching somebody make somebody else cry is hysterical. Well, I think it's because we can relate. It is, does that way. 
Because we can relate. At least it's not me crying. Yeah. At least it's not me in a submarine. <laughs> but even if you, if you think if you had the money and you saw that, would you have gone? Like, would you have taken the opportunity to go down and see the Titanic or no? I'd have, chose, I'd have taken the opportunity to get a submarine that works and go down next to it and just watch. <laughs> but I do, I do feel like anything like a submarine trip with everything that can go wrong, I do feel like they should all only operate at half capacity and two should go down in case of an emergency. I, I wasn't clear on this because I've heard... Was it its maiden voyage? Was it the first time they'd ever done it? Or... I'd probably. I wasn't clear on that. But you'd... Rather than for the first one ever just piling loads of people on, surely that you'd test it out at that depth first with nobody in it. Oh no, it gone many times it apparently. Had it gone many times. Uh, well, That's scary. Yeah, it's like the sea. It's like the, the nautical version of Ryanair. Oh no, Malaysian Airlines probably. Yeah. That, that's where that submarine is now. It's with all the Malaysian Airlines flights. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm scared to get on ferries, never mind in a submarine. <laughs> See, I'm not scared of ferries for the simple time of how many times I nearly sparked myself out getting launched over the back of one. That was like... that was my childhood was just getting battered, <laughs> knocked out by waves. I'm used to that carbon, shit. Made of carbon fibre that Boeing had rejected. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they probably looked it just at it. Gets yeah, worse. but at the end of the day, Boeing would have rejected it because they probably looked at that and thought, "Fuck me, that'll get us into bottom at sea." And submarine guy probably heard it and thought, "I fucking need that." Like, right? I'm sorry, but even Ross Kemp looked at it and went, "Nah, mate, that's too much." <laughs> Ross Kemp's a dumbass. He'll do up for a bit of money. Ross Kemp's the kind of guy who goes in all wired up with a microphone on him, looking like a knack, and goes up to a gang going, "You got drugs?" Like. Yeah. Anyone who yeah, does that for me. a living and then looks at summer and goes, nah, I'm good, then you know that your chances are shot. We're going to try looking conspicuous, inconspicuous to this drug gang as my camera crew follow me. It's just <laughs> stupid. And I'm with you, like, the, the fact that that kid went because he didn't want to disappoint his dad and his dad pressured into it and he died. I feel so sorry for that kid. Yeah. I don't feel sorry for the billionaire who built it. I don't feel sorry for the dad that pressured his kid into it. I don't know much about the third person that was on it. And I don't feel sorry for the billionaire son who went, Oh, my dad would have wanted me to go to a Blink-182 concert. It's what they, they know that's how I get through things. Fuck off. You went to that, did shit tons of drugs, got drunk and thought, fuck me, I'm minted. But it's not as if, like, because somebody said to me, yeah, but he'd already bought the ticket. And I'm like, he's a billionaire's stepson. He could probably afford to go on a private jet to a different city. With another ticket. I'm so mad. He's a billionaire. He could afford to buy Blink 182. If that was me, I would not be leaving the house, never mind going to a concert. He's like, oh, but it's how I deal with these things. But no. now he's doing interviews and stuff saying that it's, it, oh, it's been a nightmare and stuff. He's saving face. But I will say that if you watch any interview with the family of the people who are on the submarine, Nobody seems sad about it. I've not seen anybody cry. Family probably rigged it to die. <laughs> well, I said that to Dad, and he went, well, they're all minted now, isn't they? So <laughs> It's just very strange. Everything about it is very strange. Kids just at the dock loosening Bolsnick going, tomorrow I'm buying a go-kart. Like... I bet, I bet one of them on that submarine were a flat earther. Oh, 100%. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah I, I reckon 90% of them people on that submarine were the sort of fuckers that clap when the plane lands. They ain't clapping yeah. now. <laughs> clap when the submarine hit the Titanic and imploded. <laughs> the thing is, though, it's I like... I clap because my hand's over there. <laughs> what annoys me, though, is a lot of people are saying, oh, you're not allowed to, like, laugh and joke about it because it's awful. It's, it's a group of people who have died at the bottom of the ocean. I'm like, right. Oh, that was it. It was. I, I someone made a comment about. I wonder how long it'll take for them to do sub tours of where the Titan sub exploded, and someone said that's really insensitive. That's disgusting. How could you say that? It's like these people literally went on a submarine to go find a ship where tens of people died. I don't know how. I don't know what the yeah. death count of the actual Titanic was, but people died on that, and these people went and glorified it by spending loads of money to build a sub to go look and go. Haha, look at where all these people died. Heard there's two people. There's room for two people on that door. It's like. I think it's it. It's almost yeah, poetic. Yeah, it was made for was it? Yeah. It's almost poetic. Twelve hundred people died on. Well, Chris thinks two, it was about twelve hundred people died on the Titanic. That's a lot of people for a boat. Never. I, I know some people survived as well. Like I said, I'm not sure what the death count was. I just know that Rose threw the jewel into the sea because she's a slag. But that's my opinion. <laughs> My opinion is that Rose from Titanic is a slag. 1,500 people died. And we're supposed to give a shit because four millionaires died. Yeah. Going to take pictures of a, what is basically a mass grave under the sea. Like, fuck off. Like, it's very rare I get serious about this sort of stuff, but like, I, I think if you were going to make jokes about it, fucking make jokes about it. These, these rich people probably make jokes about poor people living on the street, so no one's a saint. So, anyways, moving on from that to another billionaire whose life's been ruined. Star Wars The Acolyte, the Disney Plus original show that was due to come out next year, has been cancelled. Now, I don't know anything about this, so this is where you're going to have to just explain it to me. So, um, I'm just trying to find the name of the person who... There you go. Leslie Headland was the uh, showrunner of this show. And... Nobody liked her for the simple reason that off the back of Kathleen Kennedy getting slated to shit for the disaster that was the sequel trilogy of Star Wars movies, mm. she turned around, did this Leslie Headland, and basically blamed it on men and misogynists and the fact that people thinking that women can't make a good Star Wars show or film or any sort of Star Wars content, and then went on to slate George Lucas in this interview about how people think that George Lucas holds the keys to Star Wars and that's not true. Anyone can make Star Wars content, so to think that it's his thing is wrong. Like, dude literally made Star Wars. He does hold the key. And the fact that Kathleen Kennedy went against everything he said and, like, Lucasfilm, Lu uh, George Lucas's own daughter says that them sequels trilogies should be taken off the plane of existence says a lot. Now, after turning around and saying that all this shit about George Lucas... She's been fired. What was she going to expect? <laughs> yeah. That's like me slagging off my manager and then wondering why I've been called into office. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to find out if, if there's anything about why uh, she was cancelled, like the specifics. But yeah, basically, she's completely slated George Lucas, slated like all the like... like cause let's face it, there is a lot of female Star Wars fans, but as it's always been in nerd culture, predominantly... It is a load 
of nerdy fat guys with vitamin D deficiencies. It is. So it, it was the same with superhero stuff. And yeah, we are seeing a shift in culture where a lot more female representation is being brought into them communities, which is great because there probably was as many females back then as there was now. It's just, it was so stereotypically a man's thing that women were kind of forced out by the culture, which is wrong. But to sit there and blame, basically blame dudes for the failing of the new Star Wars trilogy, it's like you're targeting a very large portion of your fan base. But I, I've seen those movies and I didn't like them. No, the shit. They are shit. It's like everyone turns around. It's like, like I was once um, complaining about the movies and someone turned around and said, you're just upset because it's not a, a, a straight white man who's the lead. I'm like, I couldn't give a fuck if it, who it is. As long as it's good, I don't care. That's why I love Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka's one of the coolest Jedis ever. When I was playing Jedi, Jedi Survivor, a lot of people saw me on stream. As much as I wanted Cal to get with Merrin, I, I just as much wanted him to get with Bode. So I've got no issues yeah. with gay characters, and I'm sorry, but we can all agree that the person who we all wanted to be the lead in the sequel trilogy was Finn. So it's got nothing to do with the yeah. colour of the skin either. He was done dirty. John Boyega was done do so dirty with that. Is that um, Ray, to me, had no personality no, she at didn't. all. Just so boring. And then you've got, like, Finn, Poe, all those, like, who was so much more interesting. Yeah. And she was supposed to have this, like, main character arc. And even the villain was boring. Yeah, but this is this right. is the thing though. Is the original one one thing that was an, an original idea was it was supposed to be Evil Ray, and Ben Solo was supposed to be the lead, and it was gonna have it was supposed to have more of a so like a French Revolution kind of vibe on Coruscant with like guillotines on the street and martial law and stuff like that. What we should have got was so much better than what we did, and the the issue is though as well is Adam Driver. Great actor, Daisy Ridley, brilliant actress. She's an, yeah. as an actress, she's amazing. I love her. Oh, I love her as a human yeah. being and as an actress. But they can only work with what they've got, and what they got was shit. Yeah. Well. The only person who liked their movies was Harrison Ford because he'd been asking George Lucas for forty-five years to kill Han Solo, and he wouldn't do it. And then Kathleen Kennedy did it. <laughs> the only person who actually enjoyed it. But I don't know. Like, there are some redeeming qualities of it. But there's more negatives and positives. Like I, I can happily sit there and watch through all, like even the prequel trilogies. It has its faults, but I think for the most part, the positives outweigh the negatives, which is why they're still good. Do you know what? I'm gonna say something. It's controversial. I don't mind Jar Jar Binks. Thank you. <laughs> I don't mind him. I like Jar Jar Binks for the simple reason that I spoke like him growing up, and I look like him now. Which I think is why Claw likes him because she sees him and thinks, "I'm marrying that." You know what? Because I know people find him annoying, but let's face it: if something like disastrous worldwide was happening, the people who were saving the world, not all of them were going to be big, cool action heroes. No, they're not. You know not, I mean? not everyone's going to be Liam Neeson. Who's accidentally doing stuff right? That'd be me. I am the Judge Abings. But the thing is, Ahmed Best, who played... I believe I believe his name's Ahmed Best, who played it Jar Jar really Binks. It me what happened to him. Yeah, the fact that he got bullied online to the degree where he was stood on a bridge and was going to kill himself. He just did what he was told to yeah. do. Yeah, it's like the kid who played Anakin in Phantom Menace, the little kid. I remember his name, Jake yeah. Lloyd. I think his name was Jake Lloyd. He was bullied so bad as well. He didn't deserve it. He was just a kid doing 
And and for a child actor who, who this was his first role and it was something as big as Star Wars, I think Jake Lloyd did really well. What happened as well in um in a Endgame Marvel Avengers, the little girl who played um, Tony Stark's daughter, she got bullied as well. Yeah. After that role, I'm like, she did it so well. Yeah. And half of these people that bully him are probably people that can't hold a conversation in real life, never mind acting a fucking movie. But I do like that, like, I know Jake didn't get the redemption out, but Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, I don't know, have you watched the new season of Mandalorian? Uh, not all of it, no. Have you seen the bit with a Jedi that gets Grogu out the temple in the flashback? Yes. The black Jedi with the green lightsaber. That's Ahmed Best. Is that, is that him? That's Jar Jar. Oh. He got such okay, a cool redemption. I love him so much. I'm looking forward to more of them flashbacks to see their story more. Because Ahmed deserved that. Because like like it or not, he is a pivotal part of the prequel trilogies. Whether you like his character or not, Jar Jar is important. And I still hope one day we get a Darth Jar Jar story. We've got to, surely. But it is what it is. But then like... <laughs> But like you look at it though, like you look at the prequel trilogy, and you look like one thing that I don't agree with is a lot of people slay the uh, sequel trilogy of Star Wars because it's not all action. But then when you look at it, neither were the original movies. There was a lot more walking around and talking than fighting. Yeah, it's. But I feel like the society's changed for like sci-fi action movies now. Like you look at stuff like anything by Michael Bay or like anything by fucking Fast and Furious franchise. It's all action, 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 action. And then every so often they'll look at each other and go, certainly. And then it's action, 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 action. And I feel like because of that, and especially considering the ramped up the combat and action in the prequel trilogies, I feel like a lot of people do unfairly slate the sequels for that. But at the same time, I feel like the reason people want so much more action is because the conversations are only really engaging when the characters are and they weren't yeah yeah you can't have just all action all the time though because you think a lot of star wars is politics when they're trying to like talk to each other and stuff like good versus evil it's not just as simple as that there's stuff going on yeah so you have to have the talks you have to have the long conversations yeah. it can't just all be just clashing lightsabers and blasters every two minutes yeah so which I feel like is one of the, you're not going to know what's going on. Is one of the places where the prequel trilogy I think did kind of fail. Is it was just kind of oh we're going to go here we're going to fight loads of shit we're going to say one sentence uh oh time jump this is what you've missed. I feel like the only one that kind of got that balance perfect was probably Revenge of the Sith out of the prequel trilogies, not out of all mm. of them because it started with big action it ended with big action but then sort of everything kind of in the middle was all to do with politics shifting and relationships and emotions getting tainted and stuff like that and i feel like that balance was really good but at the same time it's okay doing that but if only one out of the three movies have got the balance right that's still two movies that you've got to thought out so i have a love-hate relationship with star wars i love it and i will always love it and but i yeah. i'm not one of these people who blindly love it and is like everything's perfect i think like, yeah I, I love i love star wars and i think you you might for the same reason, this is why I like it. It's because when we were kids, uh, mum used to work on weekends every other weekend. Yeah. And dad used to look after us. And dad's idea of babysitting was sit us in the living room with some toys and then watch what he wanted to watch on yeah. TV. He would lay on the floor. Like he would lay on the floor yeah. with his shirt off, leaning on a pillow. And it was always, yeah. I remember it was always the DVD box set of the original yeah. trilogy. It was that and reflective silver sleeve that, that they came in yeah. that cardboard sleeve. 
That's what we're doing today, watching Star Wars. Nice one. Yeah, and that was and the that's pinnacle. that's what we grew up with. That's our childhood, and that's why yeah. I love it. Plus, as well, I think a lot of people, especially people who live in... Well, yeah, mainly people who live in England will be able to relate to this. The three series of movies we all grew up on, Star Wars, Harry yeah. Potter, and Lord of the Rings, because yeah. every single year... ITV cycle them at prime time. And Ghostbusters. Don't forget Ghostbusters. Oh, fuck off with your Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. I like Ghostbusters too, movie. but Jesus Christ, woman. I still remember when I had SongQuest on my stream and all you did was request it. <laughs> Chris has the same sleeve of DVDs that Dad had. <gasps> That's brilliant. That is a callback. But yeah, I do feel like that. those were sort of... That was our childhood, which is why I grew up. That's why I'm so yeah. strongly passionate about it now. And that's why I love stuff like the Jedi games as well, because to me, they are the closest sort of experience I've had to recreating that joy and whimsy that I experienced as a child watching the films. Mm. Because it is narrative driven, but at the same time, it's got this world building. It's got the visual effects that just make your eyes go, wow. And I know like the original trilogy didn't wasn't mind-blowing, but as a kid, it was. You go back yeah, and look well. at it now and you're like, eh, but... Even with but the... you think the CGI of the ghosts, like <laughs> looking back, it's so shit. But at the time, oh my god, there's ghosts. <laughs> well, the thing That's is, insane. the thing is as well though is the, the box set we had was I'm pretty sure wasn't it pre remaster of the CGI as well. Yeah, so, I think so. When at the end of the last movie, when the false ghosts appear, it's the old dude who played Vader. But then, at some point, and my brain does not remember this happening. They redid the things after the a post Revenge of the Sith, and it's Hayden Christensen who appears at the end of. And I never remember that changing. In my mind, it's, it's like it's always awful. been Hayden Christensen, but I know it hasn't. And it's such a like, I'm I'm just like how. <laughs> what year did Return of the Jedi come out? Uh, Return of the Jedi was the eighties, I believe. The Return of the Jedi was pre us being born eighty three, but Revenge. Oh, so you of, old. Of the Sith release date. That came out in 2005, which I know for a fact I was younger than seven when we were watching the movies. So, because I remember when we got that DVD, wasn't it Uncle Nigel burnt us it onto like, was it someone dodgy from Dad's work burnt it onto a disc? Because we got that. that. We got that and we got Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah. And they were both burnt really shit quality onto disc. And and Chris, like, Chris, was 20, Chris was 21 when Revenge of the Sith came out. I was seven. You're two years older nine, than me. Then math is nine, not hard. Nine. <laughs> you were nine. I, I was seven. I completely dismissed what you said, and I was just trying to work out from 2005. <laughs> you know the frightening thing now is that kids who were born into... If a kid who were born in 2007 and now old enough to legally like have kids in the UK... No. Yeah, so someone I work yeah. with was born in 2004 and he's 19. That makes me feel so fucking old. And I'm not, mm. but I feel it. I almost turned around to someone the other day and said, oh, so-and-so reminds me of college. And it's like, that was only three years ago. And I stopped and was like, no, it wasn't. It was nearly 10 now. I left school um, 11 years ago. That's frightening. <laughs> you left school 11 years ago? Mm-hmm. I left school in 2012. Huh. Not 2023. <laughs> math is hard it's been five years since I left university graduated <laughs> it's been four years since I became a parent 
That's what makes me feel old. <laughs> Four years, it's insane. But yeah, so Acolyte's been cancelled, which... Is <laughs> I forgot sh- we were talking yeah, about that. <laughs> uh, me too, we're on a tangent. Acolyte's been cancelled, which is a shame because it was a lot of people were excited for it because it was based in the High Republic. So it was like pre-prequel trilogy, which a lot of people... A century before Phantom Menace, this says here. And it could have been really good. Apparently the cast included people like Carrie-Anne Moss, Manny Jacinto... Lee Jung Fair, Amanda Stenberg. I don't know who half of those people are, but some of the names sound vaguely familiar. If you're listening, those are the cast. Feel free to IMDB them. I'm not, because I couldn't give a fuck. There's no point, because the show isn't happening. But it's not like we've not got anything to look forward to. We've got Ewan McGregor and Kathleen Kennedy both pushing for a season two of Kenobi, which, if they do, I really, really, really want to see Cameron Monaghan yeah. as Cal. I haven't seen the first season of Have Kenobi. Have you not? No, and I'll tell you why, and then this is going to get some reactions. I don't like Ewan McGregor. Oh, I see. I can't, I I, can't stand the man. I really like him, but then again, I grew up with stuff like... Uh, what's it called? The, is it just called The Island, the one with him and Kira Knightley? There's like that, Moulin Rouge. Um... There's another I will say, movie. it's nothing to do with him as a person. He seems like the loveliest man. It's just something about him irritates me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I can't See, help Kenob- it. Kenobi is another example of a, a show, especially in the Star Wars universe, where child actors were bullied. People bullied the lass who played young Leia. I was like, fuck off, man. She's a kid and she was good. But, yeah, so Kenobi, we've got Ewan McGregor and Kathleen Kennedy pushing for season two of Kenobi. We've got season no we've, what the fucking hell is it called we've got the Ahsoka show that's what I'm trying to say we've got that coming out which I believe is bringing in stuff like I think Boba's coming back for that Mando's coming back for that so we're going to have a decent cast of people for that it's all about Thrawn who I don't know if you've ever seen the extended Star Wars universe like the animated stuff and stuff and, and that sort of stuff I don't know if you have but it's like this blue skin general who is like the perfect tactician he's like yeah. so dangerous he's so cool so it'd be cool, cool but, to see him in live action. I like her in um, Ahsoka. I like—I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right because I said Ahsoka, but I don't think that's right. Yeah, so- Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Um, I liked it because um, I know she was in like the cast. I can't remember what it's called. The Clone Wars or some of the cartoons. Yeah. She was in that. And I've seen clips of that and I liked it. But then when I saw her in Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, I love her. She's a, Rosario she's Dawson for live action yeah, Ahsoka. So good. Perfect casting. And then when I found out she was getting her own show, I was so excited. I can't wait for it. I'm so pumped. I need to finish Mandalorian, but I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. So Chris has just said that um, Thrawn's first appearance was in the Star Wars TIE Fighter game in 1994. He believes that's his first appearance. So Thrawn's been part of the extended universe for a while. But yeah, and now he's going to be canonized. And obviously there is that sad bit about that actor. I'm blanking on his name right now. He's the dude who was in like Thor and stuff as well, who's playing one of the leading quizzes in Ahsoka. He passed away. So uh, um, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm blanking on his name, name, but I'm so hoping his role is good. I want him to have a really good send off with that. And I really hope they devote the season to him because he's been in so many things that I love. I love. And I've, I never realized it was the same person throughout because he brings something different to every role he does. That's the thing. I, when it said his name, I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. And then when I looked into it, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen him in that. Oh, yeah, I've seen he's him literally in that. everything you've ever seen and you've loved his character, yeah. but you had no idea it was him. So I'm, I'm hoping the show's going to be good. Um, there is obviously the risk that it's going to be shit, but 
Yeah. You take that with everything nowadays, especially with like Disney monopolizing. Yeah. It's the same sort of crap all the time. It's like I'm yet to watch Secret Invasion. I'm worried that's going to be rubbish. But I, know, I didn't even know it was on yet. Yeah, it's releasing what? weekly. We got the first episode on Wednesday, but a lot of people have been Apparently. kicking off about that because I think you're going to bring up the same thing I am, aren't you, about the intro credits? People kicking off about that. Oh, I don't. Oh, about them removing. No. no. We're thinking of different things. What are you thinking of? Oh, I, well, I was going to first, I was going to say that I've seen stuff that say that it's really good. However, I think it has been posted by Marvel, so obviously there's been some post- positive stuff. No, the thing that I saw some of the other day that people were a bit upset that um, on Disney Plus, um, when they have the thing with the characters on, so obviously they've taken off for Captain America and now it's like Shuri, um, Captain Marvel, Loki, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Like the original, have been, they've, they've gone. Well, realistically, so, they are gone though. Oh, yeah, I know, but it's still a bit like, if you, if you look that, at it, that was my Avengers. Yeah, Stark's gone. Yeah. Steve's got Steve's an old dude now because he went back in time, so he's gone. But, oh, they've already said that he, he's sort of retired now to go look after this kid, hasn't he? Yeah. Which is so fair I think enough. going to be Singularity. I know this wasn't one of the topics we were going to talk about, but I think she's going to be Singularity. I don't know much about Singularity to comment on that. If so she is, we'd I'm like to be educate so uh, so she's, I don't, yeah, I don't really know much about her. I just, I like her character. So she's, um, she doesn't look like, she, if it is her, she's going to have to change her look a bit some because in the comics, she's like, sort of like the silhouette of a woman with a face, but she's made out of like stars and stuff. Okay. She's really, uh, I just love the character, but she's in Young Avengers, I think. I might have to give that, I might have to give that a check out then. That's really cool. But have you noticed, like, um, there seems to be, everyone seems to be patting the stuff down. So you've got, like, Hawkeye, then pass it down to Kate Bishop. Yeah. And but obviously, again, I think it was in Young Avengers. Yeah, Ironheart has sort of become the new. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah. it's weird because it, yeah. I know Tony hasn't really passed down to Ironheart, but Ironheart is his replacement. It's more passed down to Spider Man. So I don't know if they are going to do a Young Avengers, but they're sort of aiming up for it. They are, they are like, gearing up. It can't, Miss Marvel. it can't be any worse than Gotham Knights. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's good on was, CW. So I wasn't watching it, but I thought I knew about it because I follow like on Instagram Misha Collins. Yeah, me, Misha plays. Who's in Supernatural? Yeah. Um, but what I can gather from like his storyline is playing Harvey Dent, but he's not even got his melted face yet. And no. He's been cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> so he got cancelled yeah, last episode. But the thing is, Gotham Knights. The Gotham Knights are all Batman. It's like the Bat Family. So it's Batgirl, who is Barbara Gordon. It's Jason Todd, who's Red Hood. It's Dick Grayson, who's uh, Nightwing, it's um, blanking on the last dude who played Robin, Tim Drake. Uh, it's, yeah, that's it, yeah. That, it, th- those are the Gotham Knights, and then it's brought in these random people who are none of these people and just said, here are some teenagers who kind of know about Bruce Wayne. There you go. Yeah. What do you think? Batgirl got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Batwoman. That was a different character. That wasn't Barbara Gordon. Oh. But... It was just... yeah. Going back to games, though, the Gotham Knights game is really good. Yes, me and Claude bought it uh, at the start of the month while it was on sale, and we've been playing through that together, and the co-op on it's really yeah. fun. I just wish it was cross-play so we could play with more people. Yeah, I finished it. It's so good. See, we're not that far through the story because we've been just kind of going around and doing the random shit, but it, it is very, 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 very enjoyable. Not sold on the Harley Quinn voice actress, but I think that's because I grew up with the Arkham games and that's a different actress. She was really good in those, yeah. But 
I just think it's funny that we had stuff like Gotham Knights coming out that people were like, oh, it's not going to be as good as the Arkham games because it's by a different developer. And I'm like, oh, mate, it's not as good as the Arkham games, but it still holds its own. It's a different entity. And everyone's like, yeah. Justice League, uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is going to be the good one because that's by the, the Rocksteady people that made Arkham games. And then they released the stuff for that and it's like a pay-to-win generic looter shooter. And it's just, it looks so bad. I've not seen, I remember seeing the trailer when it came out, but I've not seen anything else about it, it's, that. It's bad. I could talk about that for hours, but I'm not, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm just, the, uh, the only sort of game that I'm in, because you know what I'm like with games. I get, I'll like, if it's like on the, because I've got PlayStation, if it's yeah. on the PS Now free thing, like I'll get it to have a go on. Um, but there's, I don't really get excited, excited about games. Like I think Harry the Hogwarts Legacy one was the last one I yeah. got really excited for. Hogwarts, Legacy, Hogwarts Legacy was a weird one. It was like when I got, I got, re- I didn't really care about it. It was because Chloe was excited for it. I kind of got excited about it for her. And then I played it and I loved it and loved it and loved it and loved it and loved it. And then I put it down for like a week and then I went to go back to it and I was like, don't give a shit. Hmm. Well, I, yeah, I finished my campaign thing and I was like oh I'm gonna go back as a different house and I've not really touched it since yeah um Jedi Survivor I got really excited for the one game that it's come out of the blue for me now like I mentioned it to you yesterday I just I happened to find it on a sale I've never heard of it before the Callista Protocol yeah and I know it's supposed to be off Dead Space and stuff it's yeah same sort of thing and I'd never heard of it before and I've just been watching trailers and clips and stuff and even though I'm scared of stuff like that I'm still gonna get it it looks so good. I've heard from a lot of people that it's actually pretty shit. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's, don't do this to me. Appar- apparently, once you get past the fact that the graphics are outstanding, mm-hmm. the actual game itself is pretty shit. But the, the gameplay trailer makes you look terrified. But if you can get it on sale for a decent price, mm-hmm. then I'd, I'd still, I'd, anyway. yeah, I'd still say get it. I just, I wouldn't have spent the full price for it like a lot of people did. But then again, I don't really do... Like the only time I'll really do horror is if it's something on Game Pass. Like, I've done like some horror games on stream. I want to do the Amnesia Bunker game that dropped because that looks awful. But I get too scared. I liked watching you do that horror game on VR that time. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, I can't do VR horror games on stream because I forget that I'm on stream and I get scared. And when I get scared, my coping mechanism is to say offensive things in racist accents. Well, yeah. Which? So, Sean, when he gets scared, oh, Yorkie, when he gets scared, he starts making he starts making jokes, which is absolutely hilarious. Especially when he then does a jump scare happens. We were playing. I can't even remember what the game was. It was called. it was, it was in an asylum, yeah. And you were had the headset on with the remote. You were following somebody down. Is it called? Is it called the you, inpatient or something? Something like that. And you, I remember you saying, "Come back, I have a semi," and then someone jumps out at you and you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, my co- my coping mechanism is for chatting shit. But the more scared I get, the less I think about what I'll say, and what I start saying becomes more and more offensive. And I start saying it in like accents which are borderline racist. And I'm not doing it in a malicious way. I'm not a racist person, but for some reason, it's just I say it, and then I'll do the voice, and I'll stop and go, "No, that's not good." And I don't. I think it's because if I'm more focused on the fact that I'm doing something wrong, I'm not focusing on the creepy fucker in the corner masturbating, getting ready to eat my jugular. But that's just me. I don't do but scary you, stuff. But your brain went, if I can make this as ridiculous as possible, yeah. it's not scary anymore. But the, the, scarier, scary. the scarier the game went, the more outlandish my brain goes with distractions. Yeah. But 
yeah, Star Wars Acolyte. Star Wars Acolyte. <laughs> it's a big hole nothing burger. So next on the docket, and this is this, this is this is a, a hard one to juggle because it, it involves race politics, and obviously that's something a lot of people like to shy away from. We're gonna do. We're going to do it respectfully. Right, this is one of the few where I'm actually going to take this topic seriously because I don't want to offend anybody, unless you're yeah. a billionaire that blew up in a submarine. Yeah. So there's been some complaints with Final Fantasy 16. People are boycotting it. People are review bombing it as well because the main game, I I don't know if it's complete or just majority, but the characters are all white. And there's been a lot of pushes. And I feel like this this has kind of been a push that the gaming community have done for a while. It is a lot of time with Japanese games coming out, actually out of Japan. Because I know you get these JRPGs that are actually from Japan. They're a lot more westernized. And I know Final Fantasy is a lot more westernized now, but it is still a JRPG coming out of Japan. I have found that diversity has always been an issue for Japan. I don't know if that's just me who's thought that, but I always I've always found... You look at most JRPGs, there's always someone saying, well, hang on a minute, where's the diversity aspect? And I get that because once you've done about 40 games and every single character in all 40 of the games are white, you are going to sit there and think, have you you got a problem? Which I get. But at the same time, I also believe in respecting the world-building process. It's like I know a lot of people turned around to CDPR when they came out and was like, why is like 90% of your characters in The Witcher 3? Why? And it's like, because it's based on medieval Poland by people who live in Poland where predominantly people are white. And if you are building that sort of world, that's fine. But it it does feel a bit at this point with Final Fantasy and its spanning world that it isn't a case of everyone in this game is white because it's a whiter region and there's like a region predominantly darker skinned people there it just feels like every region is white people yeah and like, i'm all up for respecting regional sort of aspects to games and stuff i feel like if you've got enough games in your like portfolio for this one series to be able to make that world good on you but there comes a time when you've got to be like hang on a minute because I've, I've played a few Final Fantasy games, and I think out of all the playable characters, out of the ones I've played, they've either been stereotypical sort of like... I don't even know how to describe it, but like, you sort of like... Like we get like Prince of Persia or anything with Arabic influence, it's always they wear gold and they've got baggy pants. There's that sort of stereotype with video game design for some reason. Like Aladdin. Yeah, I feel like there's some sort of yeah. stereotype in game devs with that. I feel like every, every Final Fantasy I've ever played... It's either been someone who falls into that stereotype or that one dude from Final Fantasy VII who is, act- who is actually a black man and even still I feel like they're kind of leaning to some stereotypes there, just not as obvious, but still. But I, d- I don't know, I feel like they're playing a dangerous game. I think the, the sort of the argument that I have with this, and it's the same one I had with Little Mermaid as well, uh, people on about like uh, some of these games it's like oh we wanted to make it accurate or something so that's why we've loads of white people but you're in a world where there's monsters and magic yeah that's not true to life do you know what I mean so why is that like why is having monsters and magic like 
more believable than having a black person. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like the same thing with Little Mermaid with people saying, oh, well, the original character was white, but the original character doesn't exist. Mermaids aren't real. Yeah. Like, what, what, what argument are you trying to have right now? It just doesn't... Yeah, I think if it was something, like, historical that had actually happened, and, like, it's a white character and there's predominantly white people, well, if it's that's historically accurate, then... Although I understand why you'd want more diversity, I can kind of see why they haven't done it. But when it comes to stuff like this, yeah. where it's based in places that aren't real with things that haven't happened, why not have more diversity yeah. in there? Yeah, it's that. It's just that thing. It's just that argument of like, you've yeah. got monsters and magic, but no black people. It doesn't make any sense. To me. Exactly. But like, this is like what I said. Like, oh, sorry. I think I went her then. Um, <laughs> if you were to make a game like this in a world where you're like, oh, this region is predominantly white people. It's based off medieval Europe, so everyone's predominantly white. Fair enough, yeah, but, like, you've got 16 games plus spin-offs here. And even when you lean into the world, the areas that have people who come across as more, like, Asian or African or any sort of thing like that, anyone who isn't white, even when you lean into them sort of cultures, your main group of people are still predominantly white. And I'm like, if you want to use the fact of world inspiration and cultural accuracy, don't be a hypocrite. Like, actually fucking stick to it. And when you do someone who's based in that sort of, like, Persian kind of inspired things, make your fucking characters Persian inspired. Yeah, research. Yeah, don't put a white person in the middle of a bazaar and be like, wow, this is crazy. You know what I mean? It's it's so yeah. hypocritical. Like, I by no means think the game should be boycotted, but I do think... And, and I do think review bombing something for the views the developers have rather than viewing the game on its own merit is wrong. Like, it's the same stance I had with Hogwarts Legacy. I think J.K. Rowling's a piece of shit. But when I look yeah. at that game and I review my opinions on that game, I review it on the game. I don't review it on people's personal preferences and opinions and stuff like that because if you look at any game dev, any writer... There's always a piece of shit somewhere. Yeah. Always. There's so many of them in the industry. One of my favourite Assassin's Creed games, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. The lead dev behind that, I can't remember his name, got fired from Ubisoft for sexually assaulting women in the workplace. Like, he's a piece of shit. Overwatch, didn't it? Happened with Activision Blizzard and stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, It was the dude who McCree was named after, Jesse McCree, who worked for um, Activision Blizzard, got removed. And they struck his name from the game and renamed him Cole Cassidy. I mean, I still call him McCree because I've been playing that game since it released. He's still, yeah, ca- he's, he's still McCree now, to yeah. me. I think they should have called him Mercer after Matt Mercer, personally, considering how iconic Matt Mercer's voice is for that role. But, yeah. I feel like if you look deep enough, there's always going to be a piece of shit somewhere in any sort any what, game. What's his name, do you say? Clint Cassidy? Cole Cassidy, I believe, is um, McCree's new name, yeah. But, yeah, I don't think it it deserves to be review-bombed. I do think it should be reviewed in its own merit, but I do think there is definitely a a lesson to be learned here, from like, to the devs. Well, that's the thing, like, I understand, like, the black person thing, but don't forget that it's not just the people who've made these characters, it's not just their work, it's the people who've spent hours making that environment in the open world, future travelling, the voice actors... Yeah. Everybody else who had a part in the game, it's their work as well. Yeah, and when you look at the world building on this game, it is fucking outstanding. Yeah. Like, to visually look at this game, I was watching it the other night because I had insomnia, so I didn't sleep, so I sat and watched the first four hours of this game. I was blown away. 
it it feels almost like if Japan made Witcher to me. That's genuinely what it feels like, and I'm I'm living for it. But yeah, so like I said, it's it, the the devs need to. I, I do feel like the devs need to take a lesson from this, but I also feel like those people who are judging the game because of this diversity, they've fallen to the same sort of boat that the people boycotting. I'm going to go back to Hogwarts Legacy because it's the most recent controversy. It's the freshest in my mind. It's the same yeah. as people who boycotted that. Like, people, a lot, like, there are a lot of people who are boycotting this game and anyone who's buying it and spending money on the same way you're supporting racists, so you're racist. And it's the mm. same sort of thing where people were buying Hogwarts Legacy and people were saying, well, because you're buying this game, you're a transphobe because J.K. Rowling's a transphobe. And it's like... You think the amount of Twitch streamers who had the chats bombed? Yeah. Streaming the game? Yeah. But it's like... I know... I think I, I'm trying to think how many trans people I know, and I know at least six trans people. Mm. All of them bought Hogwarts Legacy and enjoyed it. But that's the thing; it's not. It's. I'm not. I, I got it and I loved it, and it's me getting Hogwarts Legacy. It doesn't mean that I'm against trans people. but I think anybody should be whoever they want to be. Like I don't care what you want to be; just be happy. Yeah. I got Hogwarts Legacy because. When, when Harry Potter came out, it was 2001. I was six years old. That's been my childhood. I've loved those yeah. movies. And my entire childhood was me wishing that I could go to Hogwarts. Yeah. And then a game came out where I can go to Hogwarts. Yeah, it was it, it was it. everyone's childhood visualised. Yeah. Like, Hogwarts to you is probably exactly what the Star Wars Jedi games are to me. Yeah. Is you always grew up wanting to be a witch in Hogwarts and being able to use the spells. I've always wanted to use the Force and wield a lightsaber. So for us to be able to put our childhoods into them games and enjoy it is is a big thing. More so with Harry Potter because it's the first time you've had a Harry Potter game that one is good, two yeah. you're not playing as fucking Harry Potter. Yeah, you can you actually be, be you. Who you want to be? Yeah. Which I think is also the issue with the Jedi, the the Jedi games is that for women it's like there's still no real big Jedi game where you get to play yeah. as a woman. Unless you play but, someone like Kotor. Um, I will say I absolutely love Cal's character. I adore that he's character. Outstanding. And I think I think his um character arc has been better than most characters in the movies. Yeah. He like, probably he actually I has. I think there's gonna be a third one. I can't wait for it. Um maybe I don't know, like um because one thing that I always enjoyed that Assassin's Creed did was when they started having the split thing. So it was the same story, but from the perspective of a boy or of a girl. Yeah. They could pick and then play it there, but then you could pick the other one after that and then play it from their perspective. Yeah. Because the story did change depending on who you chose. I liked that idea. Well, that's the um, thing that I, I feel like, with, um... the, with going back to your comment about splitting it, the, the one Assassin, uh, Assassin's Creed game I think that actually made that work really well was Syndicate. Because yeah. your characters weren't just a male and female version of the same character. You had Jacob and Evie twins. Evie's yeah. skill set was more suited to stealth. Jake was more suited. Um, Jake was more suited to brawling, yeah. and they had specific yeah. side missions only one of them could do. But then I think the story they could both either of them could do, but yeah. depending on how you did it, really changed your playstyle and how you went about it. And I feel like that was a really I good like split. Gotham Knights, but we were just talking about. Yeah. So you can you can, pick, I know there's only Barbara that's the woman there, but she's still badass. She can still do everything. Again, they have their own skill sets. But it's the, yeah that you can choose who you want to be throughout the story, and they all have their own little arcs within it. Yeah, kind of like that idea. So yeah, maybe a Star Wars game that sort of brings like I don't know, maybe like 
like like um Gotham Knights have like four characters or like a handful. Yeah. Each sort of different with their own sort of background. And then yeah, like same sort of main story, but have their own little like side missions or whatever. This might be a good idea, but it's it's doing that, well, do you know what well, I mean? Ne- finding a way that yeah. Well, at least next year we are actually going to get a game worthy of female. Uh, in, um, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? I must said interpretation. Representation. 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 I, my brain was saying interpretation. I thought I know that's not the right word. We're getting a Star Wars game next year worthy of female representation in Star Wars I Outlaws. Hope it's good because it looks so. It good. looks fantastic, and, and I know we know the gunplay is going to be solid. Cause it's by the people who made the Division games. The Division gunplay is really good, and I imagine because it's a single player game, the gunplay should hopefully be a little less spongy than Division because the type of game that Division is obviously relies on more spongy enemies. But yeah. I'm excited for it. And the fact that you can take off from planets seamlessly, like No Man's Sky, like Starfield, it's going to be great. Yeah. And the amount of people hating on it because it's a female lead. And I'm like, dude, we've literally, the past two narrative-driven Star Wars games have both been a dude. Yeah. Like, and yeah, the, the the story we had before them was EA's Battlefront 2, where you played as um, a female character. But you literally, like, no one, you don't, you do, what the fuck? Was- I just had a male voice in my left ear. That was creepy as shit. It was nothing on my end. Oh, I that was off. I'm the only one in the room. It was a. It was like a dude laughing. I don't know if I've just picked up some interference from someone's phone. Did that come through on stream or was that just in my earphones? Because the, the wireless earphones, so I can, I can pick up interference. That was creepy. That was just in my fuck me. That's creepy as shit. Um, yeah, a lot of people are hating on the fact this female character is like, yeah, you, the past two games have been Kyle. Then we've had Battlefront 2, which, let's face it, no one buys for the story, and the story was short as no, shit was anyways. was the one with the woman who she was, like, Sith or whatever, but she was, she was yeah, she, she, she was Imperial Special Forces, but then turned to it. the Rebel Alliance, yeah. yeah. And she, she, her story was really good. It was a bit lackluster, but on the whole, I feel like, if, like it had the basis to be an amazing story, but it was a game where you play it for the multiplayer, so... The story was a secondary thing anyways. It was just nice to have a single-player experience. And in that story, you also got to play as Luke Skywalker, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. It showed Luke in a different light as well. And I believe most of these games are all classed as canon as well because they're under Disney's... Like, I know the Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order games are classed as canon, which is awesome because we've also seen... Like, obviously, you said earlier, you've not seen um, Kenobi's series. They referenced the path in that show. I'll tell you what. Cal Kestis is going to be in the second series. I'm definitely watching the show yeah. then. I love Cameron Monaghan so much. Confuses me that everyone keeps saying, they've got a perfect actor to play Cal Kestis live action. It's Will Poulter. I'm like, I love Will Poulter, but why not just use Cameron? He's a brilliant actor. I love how we keep going back to Star Wars. <laughs> I like, because um, I know that you knew him from... Uh, um, I knew him from Gotham. Gotham initially, and then I went back and I watched Shameless. Shameless. Yeah, I went back yeah. and watched Shameless recently, and I really, really enjoyed Shameless. But I, yeah, I, I mainly knew him from playing Jerome in Gotham, which outstanding performance. And then seeing him also play someone with mental illness in Shameless, I understand now why they picked him. But he's a great actor, and I feel like. And he seems like a really nice lad as well. He does. Quite nice he, Outside he, of stuff, he, he seems lovely. He does seem like one of them that's just... Kind of, I don't think he quite realises he's famous. Yeah, it's like he can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Every day he's going, oh, yeah, that's 
forgot about this. He's like to American actors what Louis Capaldi is to British singers to me. Like, I really, really love Cameron's vibe in everything. Like when he kept talking about the ponchos in the interviews and stuff, I thought that was brilliant. That, that was funny. So but yeah. Funny. So on from one, now we've gone back to Star Wars again. Might as well go from one space game to another. Starfield drama, everybody. Ugh. Gotta love it. You had, just to let you know, Yaki's already had to explain this to me once because I read the articles and still didn't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, Sarah knows nothing <laughs> about Starfield. I've never even heard of this game. Oh, sorry, I hit my I microphone. Apologies for that. But yeah, so, <laughs> so PlayStation users have made a petition. Hey! <laughs> I've not been involved in this. No one asked me. Yeah, no. <laughs> Certain PlayStation users have made a petition to get PS, uh, PS5 exclusivity for Starfield, meaning no release on PC, no release on Xbox or anything like that. And their argument for it is that they believe that superior gamers play on PlayStation, true gamers play on PlayStation, that the game should be brought to PlayStation for true gamers to enjoy. Now, do you consider yourself a true gamer? Me? Well, yeah, you're the one, no, you're the one who plays... <laughs> I'm lightweight. <laughs> I'm the sort of person, because I know that people get really mad and rage quit games, or they'll, I've seen you playing, even though you're really angry, you keep going because you won't stop until you finish that boss level. I am the sort of gamer, I will give it three tries. If I can't do it, I'll turn it off and I probably won't. No, you won't. You'll give it a try, go, oh, I don't like that, and then you'll give me the controller. Only if you're there. <laughs> if you're not, then I have to That's do it the, on my own. You become a less hardcore gamer when I moved 100 miles away because she had no one to do the boss fights for her. That's what happened. you remember when you came over to visit and I was stuck on someone, I went, can you do this? And you went, I don't know controls. I went, I don't care, just do it. And I did. <laughs> you did, yeah. Yes, you did. Oh, you had to show me how to play Elden Ring. And I still, again, I've not touched that either. I play every I did, game I in the easiest I did think when you bought Elden Ring, that was, that was a life choice that was questionable. I didn't know that how hard it was. I saw Elden Ring and thought it was a Lord of the Rings game. And yeah. that's why I bought it. Because I, I, I bought this game. When did it start going into the Lord of the Rings stuff? doesn't, Sarah. <laughs> it, it's a Souls-like. Oh, fuck. I've made a terrible <laughs> error to run. I loved Elden Ring so much. It was such a good game. I've, I've not, this is how bad I am. I got the new, um, you know, the newer Ratchet and Clank one that rifts apart. Yes. One of the, because obviously it can be for kids as well, so one of the difficulty options is that it's easy and you can't die, and I chose that one. Well, that, that's the thing. Yesterday, when I, because um, for anyone who wasn't watching my stream yesterday, I finally finished Jedi Survivor on stream. Thanks, I was on the Andy. final boss fight, and I, I, I was just getting fucked up on the hardest difficulty and sarah chimes up going i play this on the e e easiest difficulty and this is a breeze i'm like well fucking yeah, good just, for you i'm on easy i'm just pressing buttons <laughs> i'm having a good time it was a great game though but yeah we're back to fucking star wars again um <laughs> but yeah so the <laughs> They believe that PS5s are the true gamers. Now, everyone's made a point of why, surely, if true gamers would want it to be accessible to as many people as possible. So, realistically, Microsoft publish it, comes to PC, Xbox, Cloud. PlayStation don't like that. Um, so they're trying to argue that it should just be for them. So a lot of people have been signing the petitions just to troll them, like the perfect example, my camera's going to have focus, the perfect example here is someone signed it and their comment left on the petition was, I'm signing because I want to leave a comment telling you that you are pathetic. Which I think <laughs> is the biggest sass ever. 
it's not coming to PlayStation, no, it's an Xbox, it's a Microsoft exclusive because Microsoft owned Bethesda, but this is kind of linked back to the whole Activision Blizzard acquisition of Xbox requesting PlayStation's exclusivity deals for the past two years. Uh, th- uh, no, it's 2019 was not two years ago, four years, Jesus Christ. Um, but it's, 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 all, it's all come out now that PlayStation were trying to pay Bethesda specifically for Bethesda to block Xbox and Microsoft getting access to Starfield. They didn't want to buy the company, they just wanted to pay them so Xbox wouldn't get it, which is a shitty move to do. Xbox found out about this, which is why Xbox bought Bethesda to be like... This better be a good fitting game. This is a game 25 years in the making, so I'll explain the game concept for you since you don't know much about it. So... Todd Howard, the dude behind Skyrim and Oblivion and Fallout and stuff like that, wanted to make the ultimate space exploration game, but the hardware wasn't there. So as time went on, they've evolved it and evolved it and evolved it, and now the hardware is at a point where they can do it. So it's a thousand planets across multiple solar systems. Select planets are handcrafted. The rest are procedurally generated. There's full... You can buy ships, sell ships. There's full shipbuilding... Characters, NPCs, relationships, actual full-on, like I said, shipbuilding, so I'm going to build the Millennium Falcon, because fuck it, why not? There's a full story to it, there's base building, farming, everything. It's basically, imagine Skyrim in space on steroids. and That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and it's 16 times the detail. Yeah, this game is Todd Todd Howard's baby. This is the sort of game Todd Howard got into gaming to make, and only now has the hardware got to a point where he can do it. We're well, um, talking about how PS5 players are the true gamers. I played Skyrim. I came across a dragon, got scared, turned it off, never been on it since. Talking about Skyrim, I started a series called Jeb the Bard where I played copyrighted music, threw my guitar around my bedroom and looked like Joe Exotic. And now I can't continue that series because if I play copyrighted music on stream, Twitch will delete my account. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I just nobody told me that when you play as the Dragonborn in Skyrim, there were going to be that many dragons. You you thought they meant the dragons would <laughs> be your friends? I thought I was going to be like Daenerys Targaryen riding these fuckers around. <laughs> Dracarys. I know, I walked near a village and one tried to eat me. My favourite thing was... Uh... My first ever playthrough of Skyrim was, and everyone will know this, it's when you first go down to First City and there's that giant getting fought in that field by the companions. And if you're quick enough, you can join in. I had to borrow an arrow, shot at the giant, missed, shot a random NPC in the face, and then the entire city tried to murder me. And I didn't play that game for three months because I was adamant the game was stupid and then realised what I'd done. I got attacked because I accidentally killed a chicken. What kind of game is this? Yeah, never kill the chickens. The chickens are like... Yeah, it's not good. Skyrim was a great game, though. It was definitely like a turning point for the industry. So to see this be the next turning point, because I'm very excited. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. This comes out September, so I will be playing that on streams. So if you want to learn more about it, Sarah, there you go. You can look at a game that you can't play. <laughs> to be fair, though... I might I- get Final Fantasy just to wind you up. Please do, because then I can play it when I come round. <laughs> That's what the ne- next month. For, next month for my birthday, Sarah's gonna get me Final Fantasy 16 that I can only play when I'm at her house. 
and uh, I live an hour and a half away from them, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> it's longer than that, let's face it. It's an hour and a half hour if and there's half. no traffic. It's annoying as shit, and I don't drive, so it's about three hours for me. I, mean, I didn't know you had I've Diablo just 4. I've playing Diablo 3. Diablo 3 is so good. I'm really enjoying my it. My friends, she's really into it, and she wants me to start playing them, so she lent me her copy. Um, I'm not really, because it's, like it's like a top-down. Yeah. I'm not really sure how I feel about that, but that's the only sort of issue I've got with it. If it's still good, I'll still play it. But... Is yeah. that hard as well? Uh, the Diablo games, Diablo 3... Ooh. Sorry. Diablo 3, not so much. Um, but Diablo 2 is fucking nails. But Diablo 4, if you were to pick up Diablo 4 and play that, that is cross-play, cross-progression. So if you did want to play with like me, Sladen, Mandy, Huffle, anyone like that, anyone like that you'd pretty sure I said Huffle twice. I don't know, Maze. Everyone's fucking playing it. So it's, uh, it's going to be a fun time. I love the Diablo games. Diablo's great. Diablo for true gamers. See, that's a perfect example of a true game, though, because Diablo, you can build a build that you want. You can make the character you want. You can have fun with it, and it's cross-play, cross-progression. So no matter where you're playing, what you're playing on, who you're playing with, you can have your stuff, and you can have fun with friends regardless of what consoles have got. That's what true gamers are. Not people fucking paying for exclusivity on a certain console just to spite the other console. And I know Xbox kind of did the same thing back, but PlayStation started it in this regard. So, yeah, it's funny. But then, all the dads were not great. <laughs> no, no one is. Everyone's a, everyone's shit. Everyone's shit in the industry. It goes back to what we were saying about the Final Fantasy 16 diversity thing. You look deep enough in any industry, any company, there's always a piece of shit. But it's business. It is how it is. But I do feel like, like, like just under the table paying companies to exclude games from other companies. Is shitty. Like, if you buy the company, fair enough. You own that company. It's yours to do with what you want. But... On the talk of Diablo, what's going on with Activision and Blizzard? I'm really confused. Um, so, Activision Blizzard, the reason that it got to a point where people were able to buy it was there was a lot of in-house drama regarding a lot of upper management and corporate side of it. There was a lot of misogyny in the workplace, sexual assault. There was a lot of bad shit going on. It resulted in a lot of lawsuits, which dropped the stock value of Activision. That's why it got to a point where Microsoft could afford it. Um, so a lot of people, I know a lot of people sort of moved away from World of Warcraft and moved over MMOs. A lot of people stopped playing Overwatch and stuff like that. And it's still not great. There are a lot of issues still there, but that's one of the things that Xbox promised when they tried to when they started trying to buy Activision Blizzard was they wanted to bite to make it the best possible version of itself it could be. Which I've got no doubt it's going to completely eradicate the issue, but it'll hopefully make it a better working place for women. Because the rise of women in the workplace, especially in the gaming industry, is a good thing. Like we've said, it's, a, it's more representation for women. In an industry that has mainly always been male-led. I don't know about any of this. I'm too busy looking at submarine memes, clearly. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. But going from one company making interesting choices to another, Google <laughs> is testing bringing online games to YouTube, which I <laughs> think is the weirdest fucking thing ever. 
I I thought it was weird when Netflix started doing games, I'll be honest. Yeah, me too. But like, I know Google have, in, in Google's defense, Google has had uh, their foot in the gaming market for a while. They had the Google Stadia, which was, I believe it was like the portable, <laughs> it was the portable Google, it was basically Google's portable gaming device, I believe. It was like based off cloud gaming. But that flopped and completely died. And one nice story that came out the back of Google Stadia flopping was there was a dude who I think he'd put a couple thousand hours into Red Dead Online on Stadia. And it's not cross-progression. And they made a deal. I can't say cross-progression. It's such a hard word for me to say. But they found a way to move all of his stuff over to a different console for him, like with the help of Rockstar, which was such a lovely thing to do. They didn't have to do that. They could have just been like, ha, sucks to be you, dickhead. But they didn't. They actually did something nice. So I've got all, I've kind of got all the time in the world for Google's gaming sort of thing. Like if they want to have another shot at it, go for it. Like if you want to buy it, buy it. If you don't want to buy it, don't. But the fact that they're bringing Google gaming to YouTube, I feel like if it's not an extra additional, it probably will be an extra additional payment payment fee. But it's not like having to pay for a console because everybody has access to YouTube. You know what I mean? Like any everyone nowadays for the most part has access to YouTube. And I know not everyone has access to YouTube, but like if you've got the access and means to play video games, you've probably got access to YouTube. So I know what's what your opinions. Would, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out like what the games would be. Because like, like I mentioned earlier about like Netflix started doing games and the games are based on shows. It's like I have the Stranger Things game because it's really good. Um, well, it's two of them, I think, but uh, they're like this little matchy one. It's really good. You can collect characters. Um, but like, what you had a, like, you're just watching a YouTube video and it comes up that there's, oh, you think there's a game for this. Like, you're watching, you're watching a new story about the Titan submarine and then it comes up with a I game with it. It's a bit like Pokemon <laughs> Go. you got to flick the submarine as close to the Titanic as possible. I play Submarine Go every day. I play Submarine Go. <laughs> yeah, so from what I can establish, it's going to be mainly multiplayer games. So I can imagine on a free service like YouTube to play multiplayer games, there's going to be have, to, have to be some sort of subscription service for the servers and stuff. How it works, I, mean, I don't know. I pay for YouTube because I, I, I can't stand fucking ads. I can't be with ads. I watch too much also, to deal with ads. I like, because um, I got my AirPods, and I like to, if I can't sleep, I use, um, there's a lot of good videos on there that have, um, you know, sleep sounds and stuff. Um, yeah. So it'd be like, and you can download it, it's like an hour of, like, I don't know, like, thunderstorm rain or something. You can have it on a loop so it just keeps playing. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like it, it doesn't work as well if every like I don't know 20 minutes you're getting Colgate toothpaste well this is the thing this is why I started paying for YouTube premium because I as you know I suffer from insomnia regularly and one of yeah. the ways I used to get around that was I used to listen to ASMR in bed and there's nothing worse than listening to ASMR and it's just all the nice little scraping sounds like that and you're dozing off and the next thing you know you just get Papa Jones and you're like fuck <laughs> It's like it's the most terrifying thing in the world. But it does, it's like, like oh, Papa John's explosion, Papa John's, and you're like, what the fuck? And it's the most terrifying thing in the world. Like a pause and it goes, that's what it feels like to chew five <laughs> 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 It's the most terrifying thing in the fucking world. 
So that was my reason for buying YouTube Premium. So I don't know if it's going to be included in Premium or if it's going to be like an another subscription fee. I don't know. I'm interested to see well, what they do. With um, because I don't have Spotify, I have Apple Music. Yeah. Um, and there's different subscription services that you can get. So you can get like basic ones and move up, and, like family ones and stuff. Um, because obviously it also has uh, it's not just Apple Music, it's like Apple TV and yeah. um, they have their own arcade thing. And yeah, and uh, fitness stuff. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit like Sky see. TV where you buy into the different packages, it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or like, yeah, like now, now TV where you can yeah. like, add different things. Yeah, yeah. entertainment, movie, so sports, it, yeah. It'd be better if it's like that rather than just hiking up because it's already, what is it, 15, 16 quid? I'm not sure. I pay for the fa- yeah. I pay for the family one because me, me, me and Claude both use it across multiple devices, uh, so I'm not, oh, I'm not sure like how much one, it is. For one person monthly for the YouTube thing, I'm fairly certain it's about £15. Oh, me, I was spending so much money. Um, that's that's enough as it is I'd rather they have a thing of where you can have this and this for this price rather than just adding it on and then just making the price more yeah because that's one thing Netflix is having is it's just raising the prices willy nilly yeah it's super fucking annoying and the the screen sharing thing's really stupid now as well what on Netflix yeah. Oh, the whole thing you have to like log into the IP address that the password owners sure. on, oh, don't you? Not for... screen sharing, it's actually password. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure isn't it? it's something like if you're not within the same IP address for 30 days, you have to you have to log yeah. in at that IP. It's like, well, what if you move house? <laughs> what then? I don't know because I steal my YouTube uh, Netflix from my mother. <laughs> so we'll find out. How are you still getting away with that? I don't know. And to not come into oh, yet. I, no, I don't, because I got my own because I was sick of the fact that whenever I wanted to use stuff, Chloe was watching something, and so was you, our mum. So I meant my own. I think it's I use that me. now. I've had my you, own. Well, for that's you. thing. You have your own now. I got my own not long after you did. I pay because I'm just bad and bougie. I can't help myself. I pay for the you know the extra one that's got like the 4K and stuff on it. See, I'm bothered about Mom's, 4K because yeah, I'm Mom's visually impaired. Well, when I pay. <laughs> so much money for a new tv i'm gonna get 4k <laughs> my issue is that my eyes are that bad i'll never see in 4k so i don't see the point in playing stuff that, that streams in 4k i know what you mean man but, i'm one bad i test but, away from being given a fucking dog i'm literally 1080p 240 that is how it works <laughs> oh at least you got 240 if i take my glasses off i might as well be seeing fucking minecraft world minecraft runs at 1080p 60 fps I meant like 8-bit. Everyone's in fucking blocks, mate. <laughs> mate, speaking of 8-bit eight eight, uh, blocks, I'm so excited. That last Hero of Nostalgia, you know that indie game that I got given the dev code for a while back that was like yeah, yeah. Souls-like? The DLC came out for that last week, and it's Minecraft. And it's so That's fucking cool. dopey, and I'm so excited. And the, it looks like the main villain of it is Alex from Minecraft. <laughs> is there... Is there a Minecraft movie or something? Uh, there's a something Minecraft... Happening. What's happened here? There's, there's a Minecraft Telltale series, which is like... A, it, the Telltale game's kind of like... Where you've played stuff like Wolf Among Us, haven't you, in the Tales of the Borderlands? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's Minecraft Telltale, which is great. They're brilliant. I don't know if there's a movie. I know there were rumours about one potentially coming, but there's not one out as of yet. I remember um, when you were... I want to say you're probably about 16, 17. And I was going out with my friends and stuff, and I'd gone out with Annabelle, and we came back home, and we were both 
hanging in the clothes and makeup we had from the night before, sat on the couch, and you were playing Minecraft. And the music and the little noises from the villagers that we both fell asleep on each other, it was so soothing. I, I think the game's boring as shit, but it was so soothing. <laughs> See, I like, I like playing the game. I can't watch it as much as I used to be able to. Like, I used to love watching like, the Ogscast as a kid. I can't do that anymore. I don't find it entertaining. But I, lo- I still love playing Minecraft. Still waiting for this server to go live so we can all get back on that and do some multiplayer stuff on the stream. It'll be really good when that's on. But that'll come when it comes. I think we've only got one more topic. And oh. it's a sad one, but it's a nicer one. We thought we started by rinsing people who died. We'd, we'd end with a nice one about someone who passed away. So as, as a lot of people will know, anyone from across, movie movie lovers from Hollywood and gamers and anime lovers... Specifically dubbed anime lovers, not sub. This guy didn't speak Japanese as far as I'm aware. As everyone knows, oh, not so long since, the lovely Lance Riddick passed away. And I think it was quite shocking how many people were familiar with him because he, he, he did that many different things and he was in that many different industries that just about everybody recognized him from something like most recently for me the thing i'd most recently seen him in was he played the main dragon in critical roles vox machina anime but he was also in john wick he was in destiny 2 he was in horizon and horizon the zero earth been west which is probably one of the main things you know him from isn't it more than anything he was in the resident yeah. evil tv series as well he played uh, wesker in that he was in the quantum break tv series and game he was in everything. This dude was everywhere. And unfortunately, at the age of 60, he passed away early this year. And I know different industries have had their own ways of dealing with it. I know Destiny, where uh, Lance Reddick's character stands. I think it's Commander Zavala or something. His name is in Destiny 2. Everyone. Was that him as well? That was him as well. Ev- I didn't know that. Yeah, it was he. He did uh, Commander Zavala and Nathan Fillion did um, Kid. So the- I know Nathan Fillion. I didn't know he did Zavala. Yeah, he was Zavala. So like where he stood in the tower in Destiny Two, everybody used the Neil emote around where his character was, and oh, I think cool. people stayed there for like twenty four hours, like in game, and. Like a, there was a lot of respect for him, and I think there were a lot of upset people and. In the, I don't know if it's already out or if it's coming, but the uh, Horizon Forbidden West uh, DLC, Lance Reddick has a permanent memorial inside the game, which I think is one of the most beautiful tributes to that man ever because he was he was amazing. His voice was iconic, and he stole whenever he was on your screens or in your ears, he stole the show. I think yeah, he'd been in a lot of things that I'd seen, but I think Horizon. Um, Zero Dawn was the first time that I took notice and realised like who he was and then it was oh it's the dude from Horizon you know when I looked back at other yeah. stuff that I'd seen before I was like oh yeah I know who he is is that dude from Horizon and then, yeah once you know who somebody is then you see him in everything yeah see I never I'm still yet to play the Horizon games but I, re- I remember watching you play it and I'm pretty sure wasn't he the 
It was it was a black dude who was a little bit shady and kind of knew about the main robot at the end, wasn't he? But that was his character. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of knew who he was, but I didn't know Silas. Silas, That's his name. Yeah. Spoiler alert! But he is the bad guy. He's not. He helps you out, but it's for his own means. Yeah, he's he's very much an antagonist. Yeah. Which is great because he was he was the antagonist in um, Quantum Break as well, and he's such a good villain. Like watching him, his voice has got such gravitas; it's insane. Watch it, watching him as a giant undead dragon with a heart of fire in an anime and then his voice booming over a city as people burn. It was so cool. And it's going to be so sad to see him go. And I'm just hoping, because we know what companies are like for wanting money, I'm hoping no one pulls the AI bullshit on him. Yeah, milks it. Because that pissed me off enough. We're going to go back to Star Wars again. The fact that Carrie Fisher died halfway like through filming the second movie, they killed her character off in the movie, then randomly gave her the ability to force pull herself back into the ship and live, when they could have killed her off there and they did it just so they could yeah. bring her back for the third movie and fake her in because she was dead. Yeah, that was... It was so the only time where um, like that sort of AI has been... I'll give it two times that the AI has been used that I can respect was um, Fast and Furious when Paul Walker I was going to say Paul Walker, yeah. And it, it was just him driving away. That That's it. They never brought him back after yeah. that. He didn't like, recreate his image. The other one from that is, so I'm going back to Ghostbusters. Yeah. So um, Harold Ramis, who played Egon, he also wrote the movies Yeah. Um, with Dan Aykroyd. He passed away in 2014. Um, yeah. I can't remember what happened. He, he contracted something, I think. But yeah, he passed away. Um which is very, very sad. And then recently they brought out, um, it's like a Ghostbusters sequel, so that's what it was. You know, is that the one got that's got Paul Rudd and Paul Wolf? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not a remake, it's a sequel. So Finn Wolfhard and, uh, I forgot her name, McKenna Grace, play um, Egon's grandkids, that he passes away and they go to his house to sort of, like, they have no money for the living there, but also clearing it out, and they find his old Ghostbusters stuff. Um, so in the movie, he's dead. He passed away. That's the whole idea of it. And then right at the end, again, this is spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, um, the original Ghostbusters come together to help the grandkids kill off. It's, like, it's, it's, the, it's the same evil from the first movie. Yeah. Um, and the AI, Harold Ramis's face, onto um, like a, someone's body to be a ghost helping the rest of the yeah. Ghostbusters. And it is a beautiful moment. And then he's gone after that. He says, he says, um, so he doesn't say anything in the movie. He's like, I think he hugs, or, hugs his grandkids or something. And then he's gone, that's it. Yeah. But it was like his final goodbye. And it was so, so sweet. And that I, is I, feel, I feel like this, this is, I think, the, okay. the, I think there's, there, is a, there is a line that you can cross. Like, I do feel like the good example you've mentioned, especially the Paul Walker one, because they finished that movie, they could have just left it there and then just not had him in the second. But instead, they did it for one scene with his family's permission to have yeah. him leave and give him that ending that he needed. And it was it was bittersweet, but it was a nice way of closing that character off. And like you like with the Ghostbusters thing, it felt more like because the rest of them were still there and they had they had this friendship outside the movies, and it was such a long legacy to get to where they were now. It felt more like a tribute. Yeah, Star Wars felt very, 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 very cheap. Yeah, if, if it's. 
if, like you said, if it's with family's permission and it's a way of saying goodbye to the character again, like Ghostbusters, that was Harold Rims's baby, like yeah. his legacy, and it was being able to say goodbye to him through a respectful way. But yeah, dragging Carrie Fisher like likeness back for a full movie, I just think wasn't it. Like, when I heard they were doing it, I was like, why? Just let it go. Yeah, especially when they had the opportunity to kill her character off and they decided to yeah. bring her back specifically to use AI and reused footage. I was like, nah, that's not that's not Gucci, that. That's not good. Not Gucci. Not Gucci. But, yeah. So, at least we're ending with a good note, though, with the whole, like, Lance Reddit getting immortalised in a game that was important to him. He will be missed. And I feel like it is going to echo through Hollywood that this is this is going to have waves on people's opinions of stuff because he was a pivotal part of a lot of a lot of franchises. Yeah. But on that note, that is Means a lot, lot of people. He does. That is everything we've got today. Mm. So, how was your first like full stream, first podcast? Did you have fun? I did. I always have fun when I'm hanging out with you. Well, if you would like to plug your socials and then tell people what you're up to on them, you're more than welcome to. Oh, okay. I've only really got one that I use. That's Instagram. It's at SaradiaXOX. And it's uh, just pictures of me and the dogs. If you like pictures of dogs, you know where I am. Yep. And sometimes there's pictures of me on there. Sometimes there is. And obviously you all know who I am at twitch.tv forward slash Yorkshire Bother or Yorkshire Bother Gaming on Facebook and then just Yorkshire Bother again on TikTok. Everything fucking... If, I, if, it, if it exists, I've got it. I've even got kick now. <laughs> but, yeah, so thank you everyone for joining us. That has been episode five of Chico's at Cheating Submarines versus Spaceships. Stay sassy, stay slutty, stay sexy, have something good to eat, have a laugh, have a cry, have a wank, and we shall see you all in the next one. To do a and a goodbye, everybody. <laughs>